In today's episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast, we start our season player previews of the upcoming season. First up is Jaden Ivey. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Per usual, I am your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel, at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So, the training camp for the Detroit Pistons for the NBA season is just a few weeks away. We're just under a month away from preseason basketball. So we're going to start our player reviews of this upcoming season. We're going to go through every player on the roster and re- preview their season. First up, we got Jane Ivy today. Let you guys know how we're going to go about it with each player. We're going to start off with a little review of the player's previous season, what they did, what they didn't do, et cetera, et cetera. Then we'll talk about previewing the upcoming season in the second uh, segment. And then in the third segment, I'll say what I believe they'll be doing or what kind of season they will have this upcoming season. So can't wait to talk about all these players. Um, can't wait to see some more Pistons basketball. It's, it's coming right around the corner, man. It, it, it Honestly, the offseason feels like it went pretty fast. I know the Pistons didn't really do anything this offseason, to be honest, but still the NBA offseason kind of has went by a little fast. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Um, let's go ahead and get into it. So Jay and Ivy, first player we're getting into, let's review his season this past year. So Jay and Ivy was drafted by the Pistons to be the backcourt running mate of Kay Cunningham, but obviously with Kay Cunningham going down early in the season, you didn't really get to see Jane Ivy, you know, with Kay Cunningham outside of 10 games. So he was forced to have the ball uh, or have a higher usage and be on ball a lot more than maybe you were expecting him to be before the season. And it brought some mixed results. At the beginning of the year, I'd say he struggled a little bit on ball, playing a little too fast. Turn the ball over a little bit too much, taking bad shots. I thought beginning of the year it was a little uneven. It was a little tough to watch him on ball. But as the season progressed, Jaden Ivey got better and better and better as an on-ball player. You saw him become a better player when it came to making reads out of the pick and roll, when it came to passing to the opposite corner, uh, reading the tag defender. He was making that play routinely for the Pistons. He started to take some better shots as the season went on. Now, I think Jaden Ivey, something that we're always going to have with him is that he's He's going to take some reckless shots sometimes, but that's just part of who he is. He's going to make some cool shots. He's going to make some cool plays, but with that, you're going to get some aggressive craziness with it too. So I think that's something we learned about him his rookie season. But overall, I think one of the, the biggest thing I took from his rookie season was how much he he developed within a season. I was just listening to a podcast, I believe. Um, it was a former NBA player. I forget who it was. Um, but a former NBA player, they were talking about how during the regular season, you don't get better. During the regular season, you don't practice. You don't develop during the regular season. That's all happening in the offseason. During the regular season, hey, it is what it is. You ain't got time to develop. You ain't got time to get better. Like, that's just whatever's happening in the regular season, that's that's what's going to happen. Um, so the fact that we were able to see Jay and Ivy 
through his rookie season, get better and better and better, which I think he did in almost every area of the game. Now, I don't think he got much better defensively. I know some people like to say he was actually fine defensively at the end of the year. I think that's absolutely BS. I, I don't think he was very good defensively at all. I thought he was probably their worst defender next to James Wiseman all year. Um, but every other facet of the game, playmaking, shooting, where he actually was a much better shooter than I thought he was going to be coming into this season. He shot around 34 35% on the season, but on open catch-and-shoot threes, we've said this many times on the podcast, he was one of the best players in the entire NBA, ranking in the like 87th, 88th percentile on open catch-and-shoot threes. So he was a much better shooter than I thought he was going to be. He became a better playmaker as the season went on. He started to make better decisions as the season went on. And another thing that he started to develop was the in-between game. If you remember before the season, uh, before his rookie season, we talked about how the in-between game was something he was going to struggle with a lot. And at the beginning of the year, he did struggle with it a lot, especially on pull-up jumpers in the in-between area, between the three-point line and the basket. He was off-balance on a lot of his mid-range pull-ups. He, it looked like he was parallel to the ground on a lot of his pull-ups. His legs would go flying. Like, it was it was unorthodox. It was a little bit out of control. And he didn't make very many good decisions at the beginning of the year in the in-between area. But as the season went on, not only did his jump shot, his dribble pull-up, look more compact, more under control, and he started to hit it at a lot higher efficiency, he also started to make better decisions in, in the in-between area as well. So that was my favorite part of watching Jay and Ivy this past season and what should make every Pistons fan excited to have Jay and Ivy on the roster. Yes, he's an uber athlete. He'll make some cool plays. That's another reason why to be a fan of his. But I think the biggest reason to be a fan of his and, and be hopeful and really excited for his second season is because of how much he developed through his rookie season in multitude of areas. Now, he needs to get better defensively, which we'll talk about in his season preview and some expectations. But overall, this past year, I don't think you could have asked, honestly, for a better rookie season from Jane Ivey, he was expected, and he, I'm sure he was preparing to play an off-ball role. Ended up getting thrown into having to be an on-ball player a lot of the season, and he adjusted to it. And with not a lot of good NBA players around him, he got better as the season went on. So, look, I, I think this is going to be a fun season from Jane Ivey. I think he gave you guys about as good of a rookie season as he could have, and I'm excited to see what he does with his second season. So, let me know what you guys thought about Jane Ivey's rookie season, does it have you excited for his second season? What was your biggest takeaway from his rookie season? Let me know all that in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. When we come back, we're going to preview now his upcoming season, some things that he's probably working on, some things that the Pistons are going to expect out of him, what's going to be his role this upcoming season, all that. We'll talk about that coming up. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, FanDuel. Snap into NFL action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. It's easy to use. You get paid instantly when one of your bets hit. And I've been using FanDuel. I have a ton of fun on FanDuel. Maybe a little bit too much fun. Um, but I, I promise you, it's extremely easy to use. They have everything you could possibly look for. And they've been pretty high on your Detroit Lions, Lions fans. So why not check out FanDuel and join them and get that $200 in bonus bets when you bet $5 with FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. 
So I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. Again, I want to hear from you guys. Let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter. Just tweet at me, comment down below. Let me know what do you guys expect from Jane Ivey this upcoming season. Let me know again. I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, but let's go ahead and preview his upcoming season. So the Pistons, I think we should start with the roster now and what his role is going to be. Kay Cunningham is coming back. They added Asar Thompson, which we don't know what the starting lineup is going to be. But if let's say Asar Thompson does join the starting lineup, they're going to have a lot more um, ball handling in the starting lineup than they did last season. I don't think they had much ball handling in the lineup last season. But this upcoming season, they'll have Cade, they'll have Ivy, they'll have Asar, they'll have Jalen Duran. All four of those guys are capable. I feel like at random points throughout the season, you may see run the offense or have the offense, you know. And when I say ran through, I was going to say have the offense ran through. But when I say that, I don't mean they're the focal point of the offense. Like, I mean hitting Jalen Duran at the high post and letting him make a read and, and, you know, DHOs or something like that. Asar Thompson running a, a weak side pick and roll and making a read out of that. Like, all those guys, I feel like the Pistons have four guys that can create plays for themselves and the others if they do start. So, one of the main things I think you'll see differently for Jane Ivey this upcoming season, I don't think he'll have as high of a usage rate um, this upcoming season. This past season, where'd it go? Um, his usage rate this past season was 25.4%. I don't expect it to be that 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 high this season. Simply, even if you didn't add Asar Thompson in the draft, Cade's coming back. He's been spectacular from all accounts this offseason, wowing a lot of people looking really good in pickup runs at Rico Hines, Team USA. We know all this stuff about Cade, how good he's looked, and what people keep saying about him this off this offseason and why he's one of the favorites for most improved player of the year this upcoming year. Cage coming back, he's going to be him. He's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. So Jane Ivey is going to go back more to that off-ball role. But even with more ball handling, I really don't believe he's going to have the ball in his hands that much. That's the first thing. Second, I think that's going to lead to him showcasing a part of his offense that maybe a lot of Pistons fans weren't aware that he maybe had. Um, some things that he did at Purdue, and some things that the Pistons tried to start doing with him a little bit towards the end of the season this past year, which is some movement shooting, cutting off ball, setting off ball screens for him so he can come up uh, off a pin down and hit a catch and shoot three, attack a uh, a defender rotating around him off a screen, or not rotating, trailing him around the screen. Um, I think those are the kind of things you might see from him this upcoming season because um, I think that was probably something they wanted to try to get going with Cade this past season and just wasn't able to because of Cade's injury. Um, another thing that I think the team will need from him this upcoming season and something that everyone needs to be watching for this upcoming season is how well does he play defensively? This past season, I, like I said in the first segment, I think Jane Ivey was possibly their second worst defender. It was either James Wiseman, Jane Ivey, or Boyan Bogdanovich. Either way, he was a, a very bad defender this past season. Now, I have some legit concerns about whether he's ever going to be a, a fine defender in the NBA. I think that's, out of all the things with Jane Ivey, whether it's shooting, whether it's his finishing, which he was a very bad finisher his rookie year, but I don't think that's going to keep up. I expect him to be a very good finisher at some point throughout his career. He's too explosive of an athlete. He gets to the rim too frequently for him not to be a good finisher. I think he's going to be better than, this, better than that this season. Um, but when it comes to shooting, finishing, playmaking, um, all the decision-making, like all that stuff, I expect him to get better at. I think he's going to be fine at 
Defensively is the only area where I think he actually could just never get better at or never be really fine enough to where, you know, he could get picked on almost every game he's in. So that's what I think the team's going to be watching most for. That's what I'm going to be watching most for this upcoming season is how much of a liability is he going to be defensively for the Detroit Pistons? Um, I think that's the main thing anybody should be watching for him uh, this upcoming season. Another thing I think we should watch for with Jane Ivey this upcoming year is how much on ball he does play. Now, I know I previously already said, I don't expect his usage rate to be high, but do they try stagger Jane Ivey with Cade with the bench lineup and have him run with Monty Morris, have him run with an Alec Burks and let him run the show? Does Jane Ivey uh, want to have the ball in his hands a little bit more? I know he wasn't expecting to be an on ball guy coming into the NBA, but like I said, he ended up taking on that role this past season. Did he like it to where he liked to have that role somewhat this upcoming season? Is that something that he would want to have a part of his game? I'm sure it's probably a little bit. I'm sure he'd like to have the ball in his hands to be able to run the offense on occasion. So do the Pistons try to stagger him and Cade and get Jane Ivey some reps when he's the only ball handler on the floor? I think that would probably be tough to try to do because of the the players the Pistons added this offseason. Um, so I'm interested to see how they work that in. Is he going to be strictly just an off-ball player? this upcoming season for the Pistons, or are they going to try to sprinkle in some of those on-ball touches that we saw this past season? The other thing that I'm really looking forward to seeing from Jane Ivey is, excuse me, is how much his, his finishing really does improve. This past season, he was one of the worst finishers in the entire NBA. Now, the Pistons added shooting this offseason. Now, how they're able to make lineups with that shooting, that's a question that Monty Williams is going to have to answer, and we've talked about that in the podcast before. But I expect his finishing to be much better this upcoming year because he should have better spacing around him and he should have better looks around the rim. I think that was one of the main issues for him his rookie season when it came to finishing. Now, there were a lot of finishes where he just blew bunnies and went too fast or tried to do something he shouldn't have tried to do when he had an easy layup. Like, there's a lot of things that played into it, but with better spacing, better driving angles, and driving lanes, I expect his finishing to get a little bit better, but that's definitely something that you should be watching for this upcoming year in his sophomore. He needs to take a step in that department because if he continues to struggle as a finisher, I think that might be a little bit of a concern. I don't expect that to happen, but I think that might be a little bit of a concern. Uh, I think that's really it with his preview. Um, I think that's basically all the facets of his game that I'm really looking forward to seeing. Uh, I expect him to be a fine playmaker this upcoming season. Like I, I don't really know if there's anything else to talk about when it comes to previewing Jane Ivy's season. Um, I know this is a guy that you guys might say you guys, I mean, all Pistons fans, all my listeners. I know Jane Ivy has a large fan base out there. I know everyone's expecting to see a great season from him. So I guess we'll use this time to transition into talking about what I expect. What are the, what, what stat line do I expect from Jane Ivy this year? What do I expect him to do this upcoming year? We'll talk about that. When we come back, but first, I've got to tell you guys, or you guys got here from some of our lovely sponsors. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on our podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons, hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. So this past season for Jane Ivey, averaged 16 points a game, 5.2 assists, 3.9 rebounds. He shot 41% from the field, 34% from deep on 4.7 attempts. He shot 40, 45% on all two-pointers and shot 74% from the freezer line, which was all good for a true shooting percentage of 52.8%. Now, 
what are my expectations for Jay and Ivy this season? I want to hear from you guys first. Let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter what stat line you guys are expecting from Jay and Ivy this upcoming year. But what I'm expecting from Jay and Ivy, I'll go through the whole stat line here. So I expect him to go from 16 points a game to around 18 points a game. Uh, we'll talk about why later. I know that's probably a little low for some of you uh, listeners out there. Um, I expect him to actually have a decrease in assists. I, I expect him to go from 5.2, probably around like 4.5 assists a game. I expect him to hover still around 4.0 rebounds. I'd like to see the free throw percentage get up to around 77, 78%. I think he'll shoot 35 plus percent from deep. Uh, don't know if he'll be a high three-point shooter, but I expect him to be a 35 plus percent uh, three-point shooter. And then field goal percentage, I expect him to be around 43% this upcoming year. Uh, and I'm hoping that the two-point percentage can get much higher than 45% when it comes to finishing around the basket. So I expect Jane Ivey to average around 18, 4, and 4 on better efficiency, basically. Now, I know that may not be something that a lot of fans are predicting for him because that's I'm basically saying that he's going to take a step back in assists per game. He's not going to take too crazy of a jump in points per game. Why am I projecting that for him this upcoming season? Well, I, again, it just goes back to what we've talked about throughout the podcast. I don't think he's going to have the ball in his hands as much. I don't think he's going to have the ball in his hands to where he's going to get the chance to have five assists a game. I think Cade coming back is going to take that opportunities from him. I think Asar Thompson is going to take some of those opportunities from him. I think they're going to run more sets through Jalen Duran, and that will take more opportunities from him. They drafted Marcus Sasser and then got Monty Morris, so it's going to be harder to stagger him with the bench to give him those opportunities. So even that takes some opportunities from him. So I don't expect his assists to be very high at all. What I do expect for him, though, is to play off ball of Cade, get easier looks for himself, which will lead to better efficiency for the Detroit Pistons and for himself this upcoming year. So I see a slight increase in points per game. And also the reason why I don't see him becoming some crazy scorer for the Detroit Pistons is I expect him to have a pretty balanced scoring uh, throughout their starting lineup. Cade, I expect to be around 22, 23 points per game. Ivy will be around 18, I expect. Boyan will be around 17, 18 if he's in the starting lineup. Durham will be probably around 12 to 13 points a game. Stu will probably be around like 10 points a game. Like, I expect him to have it balanced out. Then some of the guys off the bench, like Monty, around 10 points a game. Burks, around 12 points a game. Like, I think it's going to be a very balanced effort. If anyone makes a big jump scoring-wise, I think it's going to be Cade, not anybody else. I didn't even mention Asar Thompson, who has to contribute somewhat in scoring if he's going to be in the rotation. So, all that, I, that's why I just don't see too big of a jump numbers-wise. But I don't think... Everyone should be looking at Kate or Jane Ivey's season just from a numbers perspective when you talk about his ex- expectations. Because I don't think his usage is going to be high enough to have some big inflation of numbers. But if he can be a more efficient scorer, make more shots around the rim, hit a higher percentage from deep, that's going to be a much better season. Like He doesn't have to have some big six-point jump t- points per game-wise when it comes to having a big second year, if he just becomes a much better efficient player, let's say he goes from 52% true shooting to like 56 true shooting percentage. That's a big jump. And that would be a really good season for him, especially with him playing off of Cade. If you can see him vibe really well off of Cade, which is going to be the big story of this upcoming season, that's all that matters. So I don't need to see him put up some crazy box score to show me you can play next to Cade, be a much more efficient player, which I actually expect him to be. And he'll be fine. He'll be straight. Um, my expectations for him defensively, though, I, I, I'm i sorry. I don't expect much from him defensively. I, I really don't think he's going to be a very good defender at any point of his career. I don't expect him to be a fine one this year either. I just The things I saw from him defensively, it's not it's, – it, the things I saw from him defensively weren't just rookie mistakes kind of defensively. Going all the way back to college, he was an awful defender. 
and I just think that's uh, like basically I'd like to hear from somebody. Name me a guy who was an awful defender in college, was an awful defender his rookie year, and then became a good defender at some point. Like I, I don't think that happens very often, and I haven't seen much from Jane Ivey in his rookie season to make me think that he's going to be a good defender. So I think he's going to be a negative defensively. I think that's fine at this point. Um, eventually down the line, I think that's something they might have to work around. But this upcoming season, I don't think that's too crazy of a deal. They're not going to be some championship team anyway, so whatever. You just really want to see him fit next to Cade really well, play better off or get more reps off ball, see them, see how creative they use him off ball, hit a higher percent of his three-point shots, hit a higher percentage around the rim, um, and really that that's about it you can expect from Jay and Ivy. So those are my expectations of Jay and Ivy. I think he's going to have a really good second year. I I think what I just listed would be I'd love that second year from Jay and Ivy. Again, I'm going to say it one more time. I don't need to see some big jumps in stats. I need to see him become a more efficient player, a smarter player, and better around the rim. If all that stuff happens and he fits next to Cade, I think he's had a a great second season. The Pistons and the Pistons fans should feel absolutely fantastic. Um, So those are my expectations for Jay and Ivy. Let me know what your guys' expectations for Jay and Ivy this upcoming season in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Hill. That's all I've got for you guys today. These player previews are going to be some quick hitter podcast. I can't wait for training camp to come around, man. It's going to be really fun. Some of the storylines we, we hear, and I'm I'm going to tell you guys this now. I might be around some of the practices. I might be around for some events, some training camp stuff. You guys might be getting some, some access for me. Stay tuned for all that uh, this upcoming season. Um, I'm really looking forward to this upcoming season. A few weeks away. Next up, let me know who you guys want to see me preview next up uh, this upcoming uh, for all these player previews. I will listen to you guys. We'll pick who off of who gets the most votes in the comment section down below or whoever tweets me the most, uh, whoever gets the most tweets at me as well. Um, But that's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. Hit that subscribe on the YouTube channel. Leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Until next time, I'll see you guys later. Stay safe. Until next time, peace out.